Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Ramsey Rutschke, Riley Rutschke, and Sean Morris. We'll lead us off. So I was talking about how they call me lucky, you know, for the fact that I'm always the last one with the tag and, and I always see the big bucks. Well, it was until this year, it was probably the hardest hunting year. It was is what two years ago, two years ago. Um, this year definitely took that, took yeah, that role. This oh, year was, this year was brutal, terrible. So, I it was second, second to last week of the season, and all we had seen is what we refer to as dinks, which are deer that we just kind of look at and say, Oh, yeah, he'll be big in a couple years. And... We were driving around. It was those four of us there. And uh, Riley had spotted these deer across the canyon. So we get out. And when, when as you come to know Riley, there's going to be a lot of stories about how he sees what he didn't actually see. Hmm. So he's telling me that there's just this absolute stud of a deer. So I told dad, I'm like, because I I would much rather see my father or, you know, my good friend. We had a, we have a good, me and Sean have a good friend that uh, moved over here from Germany and he, he's a resident and got his license and everything. And I'd much rather see people like that take a nice mature mule deer than myself at this point because I am very happy with the deer that I've shot. And unless it's bigger, I mean, you can call me a trophy hunter all you want, but I'm still going to eat the whole thing. Uh, if it's not bigger than one that I've already shot or close to it, I'm probably not going to shoot it. Yeah, basically, if it's if it's a mature deer is what we're going for. Right. Lived and its so life. I kind of got on a tangent there. but uh, So anyway, <laughs> I grabbed, grabbed my dad, and we hiked across the canyon, and we get over there, and it was not the stud that I told that it was. It was... Your basic three by three, you know, nothing, nothing crazy going on there. And we kind of chased him over this little bowl on the other side of the canyon. And me and dad were sitting there looking and kind of just BSing, waiting for Riley to come pick us up in the Ranger. And a uh, couple minutes before Riley gets over there, I look across the canyon and I'm like, and it's like a hundred yards from where we just were. And I'm like, man, those deer got over there really fast. So I'm looking at him, and I, I hadn't brought my binoculars. I'd only, you know, I only had the scope on my rifle. I'm looking over here, and I'm looking at these deer, and one of them catches my eye. I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's something I've never really seen before in the scope, you know. It's, I could actually tell how big it was through the scope. It was just this nice, mature mule deer. And I'm like, well, let's wait till Riley gets back with the spotting scope so we can really check this thing out. And... uh Riley finally gets back at the range where I grab a spying scope and I look at this thing and I just in pure awe. Yeah, and I remember like Riley, take a look at this. And I put my eye on the spotting scope and it was literally Yep, that's him. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and and I looked at dad, you know, because I was thinking he was gonna go with me. And you know, he's he's almost 60 years old and he's just like, Yeah, I'm I'm tired. I'm not walking across this thing. Well and Put in perspective, you were still a mile and a half from this deer at this point. Right. Probably. And so I was like, well, 
whoever wants to go with me can go with me and it it was uh the gal that i was dating at the time she ran with me and i am just absolutely jazzed at this point the adrenaline is pumping like nothing i've ever felt before and I don't think I could have hiked that that fast in my current state. <laughs> and it was crazy because all these deer, where we had parked and saw the deer the first time across the canyon, we were 100 yards parked from where this buck was standing on the hillside. And I, they must have come out of the coulee after we he drove away. But I'm like walking through here, and there's just, it's kind of miserable because there's just does everywhere. And I'm like, man. If I fuck this up and one of these does sees me, it's going to ruin this whole thing. And so I'm like crawling on my belly, you know, I'm wa- scraping myself through cactus and stuff. And I finally get to the spot and I'm like, man, this deer is still kind of a, kind of a yaunt away and about 450, 500 yards away. I'm like, man, I just, I want to get a little closer. I don't want to mess up this shot. So I get just a little bit closer, and I finally get up to it, and I'm like... Hmm. Meanwhile, sorry to interrupt, but Dad and I are back at the ranger a mile and a half away, looking through the spotter, and I this seemed like 45 minutes to an hour it took him to do this. And I'm watch, I tracked him all the way with the binoculars and the spotting scope, and I told Dad, I said, listen, we have to watch where this deer is because if he misses you and i have to book it over here to try and try and get on him and i'm watching and i'm watching and i have never been at the point in my life where i'm trying so hard to look through the spotting scope of binoculars that my eyes start hurting so go figure the second i decide that i need to take my eyes off the spotting scope to take a break what do i hear kaboom ramsey takes a shot and i'm like you've got to be kidding me so my perspective on this I take a look through the scope and I don't see a deer. And I'm like, oh, I had to have killed it. Well, then all of a sudden he walks out from behind this bush. He had just walked up the hill. And I then got to see Ramsey harvest this deer, um, which is really cool. So back to your start. But you I, really hijacked that whole thing. <laughs> well, go ahead. No, like you really fucked no, up. Go that ahead. Whole story. No, go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Finish anyway, it. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I, I pull the gun up. And it's. First time this has ever happened to me. I pull a gun up. I literally cannot see through. It's like I'm looking through binoculars driving down the road in a fucking truck. I am shaking so fucking bad at this point. I literally had to put the gun down, roll over to my back, and just sit there and breathe and tell myself, like, in through the nose, how through the mouth. Yeah, that was that KFC snacker from the night before. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm sitting here, and I finally get myself calmed down. And I roll over, and I look through the scope, and I just, everything went just completely quiet. And uh, put it right in the money spot. I aimed just a hair high, because I thought I was a little further away than I was. It ended up being about 385 yards was the final shot. I aimed a little high, and I and I pulled the trigger, and I watched the dust fly up right behind it. I, I missed, and I never in a half a second have I gone from just absolutely heartbroken to looking back in the scope and seeing this thing has not even moved. So I load another one in there, and it kind of turns uphill, and I shoot it, 
and I shoot again, uh, it just drops in its tracks. It didn't take another step. And I'm pretty sure the people three towns away heard me yell and hoop and holler after I shot this deer. I, it was, and walking up to this deer, the closer I got, the more I realized like what I had done, you know, shot this 170, 180 inch mule deer. And I'm just, I started bawling. Yeah. I, I, it was the most surreal experience, most roller coaster of emotion I've ever had on a hunting trip. And I get up to this thing and I finally get to hold it in my hands and I'm just sitting there thanking this thing a million times over. And I just, and being able to share that um, experience with my dad and my brother, I really, it's going to be really hard to top that one. Yeah. That's one of my favorite times too, for sure. The camaraderie that was there, you know, and, and then we got to share. And this is like, I don't know, an hour and a half before dark. Yeah. Right and he was a fat son of a gun too. We we got to share that deer between the whole family and eat oh, him. Yeah. That was one of the first deer we actually uh, butchered and cut up ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's very awesome. That's always a fun experience. So yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell a fishing story. Um, so once a year, if I can, if I can swing it, um, I'm able to go fish, um, with my buddy at his special little spot, right? It's a cutthroat spot in no tell Creek, Montana. Okay. And when you're hunting with this guy, it's actually Lake Elmo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's the, the Ocean ditch Elmo? down the street. <laughs> um, no, but uh, the thing I remember the most about this fishing trip was, as like again, I will continue to say I'm an amateur fly fisherman, and I love it though. It's one of my favorite new things. That along with ice fishing that Sean got us into last year, one of my two favorite new things. Um, I've been fly fishing for ten years on and off, but it's been the last like four that I've really, really taken a, a loving to it. But this one time that I was able to go with my buddy on this trip, um, I didn't get any information really on what we were getting into other than. Saturday, we're going to go fish a certain river, and we might be able to catch some brown trout. And then we're going to go fish this lake that might have some good rainbows. And then we're going to go to Notellum Creek and catch some cutthroat, okay? Which I've never caught a cutthroat in my life up to this point. And I, you know, I've caught browns and rainbows, rivers close to to Billings. Um, So this was a trip that I was super excited for. So we get up to the, the first spot. We're basically going to do four hours of morning fishing uh, for brown trout, right? And, of course, uh, my buddy, former fly fishing guide, current best fly fisherman I've ever met, catches a huge brown right off, the, right off the bat. We're fishing kind of a weird early runoff, so it was a little milky, but he still got it done. So here I am fishing my ass off all, all morning long, no fish. He's definitely one of those people that if you get frustrated really easy, you don't want to bring him because it could be like the worst conditions ever. And it's like, oh, got a fish. Yes, yes. We'll just say it's, it's Josh. Josh is my, again, my good buddy. But um, so did I miss something? Nope. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so he catches his fish and I'm fishing all morning. I ain't catching shit, which is not, I'm 
Border, I'm borderline used to. Pretty good at catching nothing. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of discouraged, but it's cool to see him catch a fish. It's I'm away from town. Whatever. <laughs> you, say, you say that with a look <laughs> on your face. Um, so then we head to the lake. It's right? pretty cool that and, he caught a fish. And man. he's he's figured out this way that it's early. This is like March. So you're, you're just getting ice off the, the lakes, right? Um, to where we're fly fishing. An indicator on still water, okay? Which we do at a pond here all, all year long. It's it's one of the best ways to catch fish on still water. And the him and his girlfriend, who's also a very good fly fisher woman, better fly fisher than I will ever be. They fly fish all the time, and they've figured out a way where you just stick a lawn chair in the shallows of this uh, bank of this lake and just cast out as far as you can and wait for the fish because all they're doing is circling looking for food on the on the shores of the lake and i i'll be damned i'm the first one to catch a fish oh wow the biggest rainbow i've ever seen in my life so i go to set hook on this and i'm telling you i can cast pretty decent i'm getting better at roll casting but i'm pretty good at casting and once i get a fish on i can usually uh, i can't even say that either because i struggle a long time to keep my tips straight up but the thing I struggled with for a very long time until this last couple years is I would bass set every single. Every, <laughs> sounds like your brother. Every single fly Jeez. on the planet. So I go to bass set this, and not intentionally. I just. It's a learning experience. I'm now much better. Let's preface <laughs> this, but he's only said that like three or four times. Yeah, I have so to. We give, got it. You I have, have to, to believe give, it. I have to give myself a good look as much as I can. <laughs> So I go to set this and I do this bass set and would you know, my foot gets caught in the fucking chair and I'm going over backwards and somehow catch myself. And I've got the fly rod up in my, up in the air and I have this fish on somehow and he jumps out of the water. It's a huge rainbow. And by the time I could like, I don't know, maneuver my way back from falling and tripping backwards in the water, I lose this fish and I'm like, you've got to be absolutely shitting me. So I lose this fish. Don't catch any of the rest of the day. We have a couple more bites, but nothing good. So that night, we end up making it to Notellum Creek, right? And these are huge cutthroats. It's just this amazing spot in the middle of, uh, we'll just call it Canada, because that's, it's not even Notellum, Montana. It's in Canada. Um, and the way my buddy hunts or fishes this place is he's running up and down the bank of this river until he spots this fish, right? Because you're just going to find them in cubbies. And you're going to try and fish the area that they're in. And this time we go, we're a little early. You know, it's a little muddy, a little high. There's no fish, man. They're either not where they're supposed to be or whatever. So I'm not ready for this. And I'm not the skinniest guy in the world. And he's got me running miles and miles of this river. We ain't catching nothing. So here I am deciding if fly fishing is still a good love of mine. <laughs> well, he then begins to tell me, oh, yeah, there's also grizzly bears around here, so make sure you look around while you're fishing. So I'm, I'm like, again, contemplating my life decisions. And I remember as we're coming back in the dark to where the truck's parked, I hear a fish splash in the water. And this has never happened to me before. And I was like, oh, I just I, I had to. It wasn't huge, but, you know, and like I said, I'm learning. So I said, why don't I just... I'm just going to chuck this the streamer over 
to where I saw that fish splash. It's got to work, right? Right. It's It's got to be aggressive if it's hopping water right now. So I chuck this in there, and I catch this fish. It's like a 10-inch cutthroat, but I am absolutely stoked. There's fish in this river, <laughs> right? Um, that was your first cutty, right? That was my first cutty, yes. Yeah. And the next day is as brutal as this day was. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And if Josh isn't catching fish, nobody's catching fish. And the reason this story is so fun to me is because <clears throat> I'm learning at the same time as I'm enjoying the experience, right? So I'm learning different ways that fish are going to bite and where to put it and whatnot. And I, I just remember, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I caught the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. Um, I don't know weight or length or anything because I don't really do that. But it was a big fish. It's, a, it's the one that's on my our, our website if you want to ever look at it. I, I don't know if I could guess a three and a half pound cutthroat. I don't know. 20, 24 inch fish. I don't know. Um, Wall hanger. If we're going to hang cutthroat, then yeah. But you, you can't keep them here anyways. But regardless. <laughs> um I just decide, you know, if I can't spot these fish to find where they're at, to look for them, I'm going to just start chucking streamers and holes. So I just remember vividly, there's a deep hole on this one pocket, and I let my streamer just fall into this into the current and fall into this hole, and I'm stripping back, and it looks like jaws. Coming out of the hole, this fish comes out and just gulps that, that streamer. And I don't know, just one of the cooler cooler experiences that i've experienced yeah, uh, fishing anyways Jeez, it's a that's a hard <laughs> hard story to top um so I didn't hijack your story like you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> well i just had to share on your story that hey he was a part of it too I, not only was that part of it but I, could you believe it's always fun to get the the second you know yeah yeah well yeah. The, the, the second i pull my eyes off the binoculars this kid shoots <laughs> well I guess the route I'm gonna take is an is an ice fishing story. Okay. Is uh, uh, one of my best friends growing up. I mean, I well, I really met him in in high school. So he had moved from Helena to Great Falls. Um, Tyler is his name. He uh, after I mean, we used to go fishing every single day in the summer. You know, when we were both living in Great Falls. I mean, every day. And as we grew up, he ended up going to college back in Helena. And when I was in Butte for a year, uh, I mean, it's a short drive, Butte to Helena. And so we would, we'd meet up all the time and, you know, go fishing. And it was kind of a spur of the moment deal where um, I had an off weekend that I wasn't traveling for hockey or had a home game. And I texted him at probably 930 on a Friday night. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? He goes, oh, nothing, just hanging out. Let's go ice fishing. Okay. I was like, I'm coming to Helena right now. So I packed my shit up and got in the truck, drove to Helena, got there probably around 11, and drove to his apartment, got a game plan what we wanted to do, realized all we had, all I had brought was a, a handheld auger, no drill, because I forgot the drill. So it was just, you know. Old-fashioned, get-down-and-dirty style, ice fishing. 30-minute hole digs. Yes, exactly. And the biggest the biggest worry for us was, which, where do we go with a hand auger? I'm, I want six inches of ice. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to go out and drill 
12. 13, 14. Yeah, with a hand auger. Yeah. So we look at the reports, and Holter Lake ends up being top of our list, which short, short drive from Helena. So we decide on that, and, you know, we had this ten, or this trend of getting a game plan together for whatever outdoors task we were doing the next day and completely ruining it by staying up way too late with some liquid courage. Mm, and That'll happen. Yeah. And so we end up getting up and heading the Holter. And, well, actually, I guess I got to – I left a part out here. We that night we were uh, a little uh, liquored up, I would say, and realized we didn't have an ice house. Mm. And it was, I don't know, in you know, single digits. And he went in his garage, and his dad had left a, a camping tent in the in the in the garage. It was a little like three person tent. You didn't you didn't cut holes in this tent, <laughs> did you? So we uh, set it up in the garage. And we took every all of our gear out and wanted to make sure it fit. Because we're like, well, if we're gonna, you know, do this, we gotta make sure this thing can take it. And so we get all of our gear, we put it in there, didn't have a heater, didn't have any radar, no Vexar, nothing. All we had was poles, a hand auger, and a dream, essentially. Right. And uh, <laughs> I, so we get it all in there, it all worked, and we're looking at it and we're like, huh, these things are built with floors. This yeah, isn't an yeah, ice yeah. house. So we grab a knife and we cut a four foot by four foot section out enough that we could, we thought get four holes and <laughs> so everything goes to plan. You know, we go to bed, we get up, we start heading there in the morning and a little later, obviously, um, we get there and I mean, it's snow covered on the ice. I mean, just packed like 16 inches of snow. And there's tons of people there. I mean, it, we, we, we didn't even have a sled. We had five-gallon buckets and a cooler we tied a rope to hmm. drag that thing out there. And we can't find a spot because these people, there's people everywhere. And we have no idea what depth we're at, you know, what we need to be at. We were just getting into ice fishing. And so we get out to a spot, and <laughs> some guy sitting on a, on a bucket fishing right off the, the last dock is yelling at us from 300 yards away. And we're like, what does this guy want? And he goes, he finally gets close enough. And he goes, you guys are about to fish on my evening holes. And we're, we go, evening holes? And he goes, yeah, I already pre-drilled them out there. And he oh, okay, sorry. So we go another, I don't know, 40 yards. We hear him yelling again. And we're like, how many holes does this guy have? So then we, we move off to the left and go probably another 60 is yards. Is that, you know, from an – a not experienced ice fisherman is that like common courtesy or depends on how you're spoken to right okay i mean it, a lot of the times you get evening holes i would be respectful but there's a certain point where it's oh like, yeah come on dude you don't own that's the part lake. i was leaving out yeah okay go ahead and so we move we got to a spot <laughs> we, we get our camp tent set up and get everything going and there was supposed to be I think eight inches of ice on Holter. Okay. I don't know who in their right mind posted that two days prior, but they lost their mind because we get out there and 
I'm sitting there. It took us 45 minutes a hole, and it was probably 16 or 17 inches. Man, I would have been sneaking my my line up into his evening holes. <laughs> <laughs> thought about it. Definitely thought about it. But, I mean, it was so tiring. We would just sit there and go and go and go and go. Oh, I'm tired, dude. You go. All right. Go, go, go. I need a beer for this. It's like 10 in the morning. Oh, well, still need a beer for this. And uh, keep going. And we get through. And we make the, the, the game time decision. We're not moving. I'm not drilling another hole. And we sat there for 12 hours and did not catch a single fish. Mm, and it, Sounds like ice fishing. It got dark, and we continued to sit out there. And we just kind of got to a point where we were freezing our ass off because no heater, and it got really cold. And we, we start packing it. Well, I guess I, I should actually know. We borrowed your little buddy heater on that mm -hmm. trip and yours doesn't have the regulator for the for the co2 and so that thing would just fill up and we start getting lightheaded so we started poking holes in the walls so we could stick our noses out you know oh my god and th that's right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so anyway to move on we packed everything up and started leaving and we hear this freaking diesel come barreling down this corner because i mean it, i don't know if you've ever been to holter but the basically when you're on the campground sides of the lake it's all just not even two track like it's one lane okay and it's just winding around the lake and this freaking diesel comes barreling around the corner parks four or five dudes jump out they're laughing music playing they roll out with their sled freaking pop their tent up or ice house up two seconds we hear a chainsaw running and they're out there getting ready to spearfish and so we're walking by them and we're like huh Wonder if these guys are nice. Start walking by, and one of the guy yells, "Hey, you guys want a beer?" We're like, "Yeah, we want a beer." And so we walked over to them, started bullshitting with them. We ended up hanging out with those guys for like three more hours. No, no kidding. Yeah, just sitting there fishing, bullshitting. It was one of the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Packed up our stuff after that and went home. No fish. No, no, no. fish. <laughs> no fish. You know, I was... sometimes the best stories end in in, in failure. Yeah, exactly. it was it was a good time. Really That's awesome. But, that gets me real, real excited to uh, dude, it's, it's for the ice to start coming. Season, well, a little uh, add-on story to that is the funny thing is, is we packed the tent up and just put it back in the garage. Oh no, <laughs> I had a cut. I had we a cut uh, we're going hunting with his dad, or no, 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 we were going camping with his dad. <laughs> his dad drives to Helena, and he's because all of his camping stuff was in Tyler's garage, and he comes to Helena. I get a call like this is obviously, you know, months later and I'm in, in Butte and I'm, he goes, yeah, let's go camping. My dad wants to go. Okay. So I go, all right, I'll pack my stuff up and we'll, I'll meet you there and whatnot. And I get a call on the way there and he goes, Hey, my dad found the tent. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? What was wrong? And I, I show up and his dad goes, did you guys take my tent ice fishing? I said, no. Why? He goes, well, there's a, massive hole cut out in the floor and i was like no we didn't do that and he goes what's all the holes poked in the walls <laughs> it was like oh there's a this is a long story <laughs> yes uh we were ice fishing <laughs> oh that, that was great that was uh, a good time that's good yeah hard water season coming soon yeah. about a month yeah we gotta, we gotta do definitely something. jacked up i am i'm gonna I am check, buzzed. Uh, I'm gonna check bear on the way
Oh, it's bright, bros. I'm. Uh, we got to go through uh, cow elk shoulder season, and then yeah. should be about ready. Maybe a little snowmobiling first, but I mean, I think the temperatures are probably good in the mountains right now. Yeah, but we should do a cut. We can do a couple of different places this year. Yeah, I mean, you get two days a weekend, so you couldn't do one thing one day and one thing the other. Well, what do you think, boys? Should we wrap it up for today? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um. That was great. Good time. We're super happy, happy to, to be here. We're happy to be here and happy to hear back from. I, ho I hope you guys just stay, stay tuned with us because I know this could have been a little bit of a mouthful or an earful, I should say. Yeah. And I mean, we're just like we said from the beginning about, I mean, hunting, fishing, whatever. We're just learning. Yeah. We're going to figure stuff out, you know, keep moving. Heck yeah. Alrighty. Well, we'll catch you next time. See you on the next one, folks. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Make sure to download and listen to the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. You can catch us on Spotify and Apple Music. Don't forget to check us out on social media for more daily content. Links in the description.